And I'm glad to be here. It was such a, a thrill to be able to speak for the Lord. Amen. There's nothing like being able to speak for the Lord. You know, preachers are the Lord's mouthpiece. And you as the believers, if you're not a preacher, you're still the eyes, the ears, the nose, and everything that it takes for the body of Christ to grow Amen. and to come together as they should. Yes. We do live in, in, in perilous times. I mean, well, it's true. You say, well, Brother Terry, I've heard, that, I've heard that since I was a little child. Well, we're closer than we were. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something. Now, this is just my belief. I don't believe the church is going to have to go through the tribulation. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, the only way you're ever going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something, it's a whole lot easier now to say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, as it would be to, to, to get saved through the tribulation. The things you have to go through. I'm not going to preach gloom and doom. We live in those tough times. We know what's going on around us. We know all the things that are happening. But you know, it's just exactly what's happened all throughout the Bible. Amen. All throughout the Bible, the, the Christians have been persecuted. They have been uh, made fun of. They've been trodden. They've been run down. They've been put into slavery and bondage all their lives. That's what Christians have gone through. Amen. And I, I, I love what the Apostle Paul Wrote to the Romans. Romans is one of my most favorite books in the Bible. Paul tells us through these writings that, you know, we're to, we, we need to get a grip. We need to, we need to toughen up. We need to, we need to make a radical change in our life to serving God. Amen. Well, why are you saying that, Brother Jerry? I have seen so much in the last, in the last five to ten years. People that have served God all their life, they've gone to church, they've did all these things, and here in their latter years, in retirement years, what they retire from is God. Mm -hmm. Amen. I have never seen anywhere in the Bible where God has a retirement plan other than heaven. Amen. Amen. Whenever Caleb and, and Joshua, and they, they, they defeated all the enemy, and Caleb came to Joshua and said, hey, that mountain up there is mine, those giants are still on it. Can I go up there and kick them off my land? Well, certainly. Let me tell you something. We need to be kicking some people off our land. Amen. Yes. We, need, we need to start fighting the giants. We need, to, we need to start remembering who we are, who Christ has made us, the power and authority we have in His name to use His name to defeat the enemy. Amen. Amen. Now, I can't see the clock. So I asked my wife, I said, Honey, I said, how am I going to know when I've when when said enough? She said, just look down at your hands, and when your hands turn blue, you can quit preaching. So I'm going to not look down for a little while, okay? In the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, my, my favorite chapter of the entire book of Romans, Paul was encouraging the Christian, don't give up, remember who you are, Remember what Christ has made you. Don't look at the circumstances around you. Don't look at the situation. I'm going to go through the scriptures first and I'm going to come back and I'm going to discuss them a little bit. He says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, He said, uh, let me, He said, I Yes, I beseech you, brethren, above all things, 
Give me one second. Give, give me a second. Father, thank you for this day and this blessing. The enemy's trying to steal. He's a liar and a thief. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, good and good and acceptable and permissive word of God. I mean, and perfect word of God. God tells us, you know, we need to we need to realize who we are. We need to. He said, I, I, I beseech you, I, I beg you, I put my arms around you and say, hey. By all the mercies in God, you need to be presenting your body. You need to present yourself as a living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. And I began to think about that. And I thought, Lord, how, how, how do I present myself to people? When I'm with people and when I'm sharing them, how, how, how do I come off to them? Do I come off arrogant? Do I come out uh, anxious? Do I come out confused? Am I confident, God? How, how do I present myself? Do I present myself as a Christian? Do I present myself as someone that truly loves God and wants to serve God and do whatever I can to, to, for Him? Is that, is that the way people perceive me? Or, or do I make any kind of impression at all? I believe any time that you come into contact with someone that you should leave an impression on them. Amen. I remember whenever I, I, I hadn't been saved for a long, 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 long time and I was working at Paris Lumber. And this guy came in that I, that I used to work with, and, and I said, how are you doing? He said, fine. He said, I just want to come out here and see if you were the same Terry Rogers that I knew. And I thought, what? He said, they tell me you're preaching. I said, yes, sir. He said, I never dreamed you'd ever even go to church. <laughs> now, how all those years had I presented myself to that man? And I look back now, all the people that I'd come in contact with when I was living in the world and for the world, how many times did I leave a bad impression to leave uh, something, a sour taste in someone's mouth about God? Because I didn't, I didn't say anything about God, but I didn't live for God at all. And I didn't act like it at all. Amen. Yes, sir. And people are watching you. So we are to present ourselves a living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. You know, a sacrifice is consumed. They, back in the, in the day when they had to offer these sacrifices, that sacrifice was put on the fire, and it was totally consumed by that fire. Amen. Now, am I, as a Christian, am I a radical Christian, am I totally consumed by God? Is all of my thoughts and all my interests and all of, my, all of, all of the things in my life, are they, are they holy and acceptable for God? Does He receive what I have? Am I pleasing to Him? Do I do the things that, that build up the body of Christ, or do I tear down? Amen. Amen. Well, I lead some. I heard one, a man say one time, if they were to bring you before the judge to condemn you for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence there to convict you? Amen. Yes, you know, we are to be that living sacrifice, a radical person, totally changed by the mercy and the grace of God, from that old man into that new man. We, be, we, we are new creatures in Christ. That you present yourself, your body, a living sacrifice to who? Unto the Lord. That you're a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen? That's what Paul said. Uh, just, just be a living sacrifice. 
Just give yourself. You know when you take your money and you put it back there in a, in a coffering container? You know, I know a lot of times it's a sacrifice. That's true, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, this, especially with the way things are now, when you can't hardly find toilet paper, things like that. And, and it's tough, you know, it's tough. But as I give to God, as I take my gift and I give it to Him, then He takes it and He blesses it and He gives it back to me. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy. Well, Brother Terry, there's not any holy. That's true. But the Bible said when I accepted Jesus Christ, He made me holy. And once I accepted Jesus Christ, you can't take that away from me. I may not appear to you holy all the time, but God said that I am holy in Him. My righteousness is in Him. It's not in and of myself or what I can or cannot do. It's in Christ Jesus. It's what He has done in my life and what He's doing in my life and what He wants to do in your life. Amen. Amen. Holy and acceptable. You know, God accepts us when, you know, even when we're not really holy because He loves us. But then he works with us. He helps us and he, and he guides us in the areas of righteousness. He puts us in a path of good friends. I, I, I talk to many people and as I talk to them and I, I share about the church, they say, well, I know Jeff. I said, I remember that little boy would lose a toy and he'd close his eyes. And he'd say, Father, help me find my toy. Amen. And God would lead him to it. My little daughter, Jana, she was raised in church. And one day, we'd, we was in the house, and she began to cry and scream. And me and the mother run back in the room. And she'd been stung by a stinging scorpion. And she's just screaming. I said, what's the matter? What's the matter? She said, they tell me at camp that if, if, if I got stung by a stinging scorpion, I'd die. And Mama said, no, that's not true. And so Jana started to pray for her. She said, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jana said, no, 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 Mama. Shanda nakada, shanda nakada, shanda nakada. Let's get serious. Let's pray, pray in the Spirit, Mama, because this is real. This is serious, and we need to know. See, that was put into them at an early age. They knew to turn to Christ. Amen. In all of the things that we need in our life, Christ is the center of everything. Yes. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Amen. 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 Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified. I'm a sacrifice. I am crucified, but yet nevertheless I live. But it's no longer me that liveth, but it's Christ in me. That is a mystery that's been hidden from the foundation of the world, that it's Christ in you, not the Christ that you hear about, but it's the Christ that you have a, a relationship with. It's Christ in me, that Christ that works in me and through me, the hope of glory. That through what I do, I might be a light that leads someone to Jesus Christ, someone that's hurting and suffering, that I might say or do something that will strengthen and encourage them. Those that are about to give up, don't give up. Jesus is with you always. He said, I'll never leave you, and I will never, ever, ever, ever forsake you. You say, well, Brother Terry, I've tried that, and people don't listen. You know, we can't ever give up. It's like the little boy was standing out in the, in the yard and he had, a, he had a ball bat in one hand and a baseball in the other hand. 
they said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. He threw that ball up in the air, and he swung and he missed. Strike one. He picked the ball up, dusted it off again. said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Threw it up in the air. Swing and a miss. Strike two. The ball hits the ground. He dusted it off. said, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. He throws that ball in the air. He swings. Strike three. You're out. He said, my gracious. I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. We need to realize, you know, we need, we need to pick up that bat and do what God tells us to all the time, every time He tells us, and we'll always be successful. If God tells you to do something and it seems foolish, do it anyway. Because God takes the foolishness of man to confound the wise. I used to tell my son, son, I got a lot of people confused. Because he takes the base things, the foolish things, to combat the wise. Amen. Amen. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Amen. Radical change. Holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable. God is not going to ask you to do anything unreasonable. And let me tell you this too. If he asks you to do something, he's going to give you exactly what you need to accomplish it with. He's going to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, the things that you need to do what he calls you to do. When Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side of the lake and and a storm came up, he didn't say go out to the middle and drown. He said go to the other side. And then he laid down and went to sleep. (laughs) Which is your reasonable service. I went to the hospital to visit a man one time. I hadn't been in the ministry very long. Walked in the room and I really didn't know him that well. I was just asked to go and was right in the ICU. There's people walking to by the door and I said, God, what do I do? He said, sing to him. I, I said, do what? He said, sing to him. Well, you know, most of y'all, if you've been around me when I sing, you, you know, I, most of the time I sing by the window and everybody helps me out. But I began to sing to the man. I began to sing real low. Real low. Holy, holy. Didn't want anybody to hear me, you know. Here's some nut in there singing to a man that's unconscious. Amen? And I sang that song and I, I got me another song and I, I sang a little louder. Then I sang another song, and I, I sang a little louder. The guy was still unconscious. I don't know if he ever heard me or not, but you know, I did what God told me. And I was so happy when I got to my car, and I said, you know, that seemed pretty stupid to everybody else, but you know, God, you had the devil confused somewhere. Amen. And I know you're still working on... Oh, my hands are starting to turn blue. You're still working on me to make me what out of me? It's your reasonable service. And be not conformed... How many of you feel like you've been conformed? See, the world puts pressure on us every day. It applies more and more and more and more and more pressure on us to conform us to the image of the world. The media and everything, they're they're, they're programming us on how to think and how to act. They're, they're, They're putting us in a mold and shaping us to their way of thinking. That's why we have Christians sit back and let one woman take prayer out of school. Nothing against you ladies. Please forgive me. 
But we allow one person to take her out of school. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. And we all begin to conform to that. In God we trust off of our money. Yes, Statues taken down. And in all this, I, I grew up in an area, we weren't racist. My best and my best friends were black. We played together. We, did lot, we ate together at each other's house. Didn't know a thing about it. But the world is trying to cram that down our throat. Amen. Amen. Trying to get us to be conformed to that way of thinking. When you're conformed, you're pressed and you're pressed and you're pressed and you're pushed and you're pushed until you become exactly, look exactly like everything else is there. You know when your mother's made Christmas cookies and take that little star and put it in that dough and it might get pressed out and it, that made a star. What did it, it, whatever, you, whatever you used to put the pressure with was the image of what was made. Amen. And that's what the world is trying to do. It's trying to get you to conform. Yeah. Press you into this mold of this box where you'll look like everybody else. You won't be like Christ. Amen. You'll be like the rest of the world. Be not conformed to this world. Amen. But be you transformed. How many... Well, I know Jeffrey had transformers and different things and Ewok villages and... Luke Skywalker's uh, Millennial Falcon and all that stuff. I mean, he, he loved that stuff. He loved that stuff, you know. It was great, it was good. But we know what? We're Christians. We need to be transformed to the image of Christ. Amen. Amen. I've used this so many times. You've got a little worm inching its way up the side of a tree. And it's a little fuzzy worm. Nobody wants a little fuzzy worm. And it's, a little, it's all going to be a little fuzzy worm inch. By inch, by inch, by inch. And all of a sudden it stops. There's something going on. There's conforming and transforming going on there. Amen. It begins to form a shell. Mm -hmm. And inside that shell is that little worm. Mm -hmm. That little worm wiggles and wiggles and wiggles till there's no more room for it to wiggle. Yeah. And it sits there. And it takes shape. It's going through a transformation period Amen. and after the certain amount of time that shell cracks at the back Amen. and it gives that little worm inside that was there room to wiggle again mm -hmm. so it begins to wiggle and struggle he was he was fighting against the confirmation of what the world was trying to conform to always be a little worm I don't want to be just a little worm crawling up the side of a tree The opening on that shell begins to open a little more Amen. and a little more and a little more. And all of a sudden, these beautiful, beautiful wings, butterfly wings, come out of that shell. Still can't fly yet because it's, it's, it's wet. But there's some conforming went on. Now there's some transforming. Amen. Then all, when it comes out, it hangs upside down. For a short period of time till the wings dry. And when those wings dry, it's no longer bound to this world, bound to that fuzzy little skin and head crawling upside that tree. But the whole new world Amen. Amen. has opened to it. Yes, sir. It can fly, it can go to the lowest part of the tree, 
It can fly to the highest part of the tree. It can go anywhere it wants to because it's been changed. Changed. But be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My mind is renewed every day. And yours? Have we been involved in a renovation program? We did. We took Jen's uh, old home place out there. It was her grandmother's, her Mary Lou Cole, which is 90 years old, her grandmother's house, part of it was moved out there uh, 70 years ago. And we went in, we tore everything out. Everything that was old, we took it out. The plumbing, the electrical, I mean, everything was taken out and off. And we put new stuff in. By the renewing, we renewed. Everything went back in that house was new. New wiring, new plumbing. That's why we're supposed, we're supposed to be new, renewed. But be renewed in our mind. Yes, Why in our mind? Because as a man thinketh, so is that man. Amen. If you think you're that little green worm, that's what you'll be. If you see yourself greater than that, that's why this morning I was excited we had more singers on the platform. Not that y'all hadn't done a great job, but to hear all y'all singing together in harmony and unity. Man, the devil was shaking in his boots if he wears them. Because why? Because we were praising God. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of mind that you may prove what is that good Amen. and acceptable and permissive word of God. Amen. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. You know, a lot of times people go to the restaurant and get time to pray. They always pray at home in the restaurant and People there, and you, your wife says, Honey, aren't you going to pray? Say, oh, yeah, and you drop it. Amen. I believe in saying, Father, thank you for this food. You know, a lot of times if you just pray out loud, you'll be beside people around you when you get through praying, say, Amen, 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 Amen. They wanted to do it, but they've been conformed to the world, and they have not made a radical change in their life. They don't want to draw any attention to Christ. They want to be set in silence and let the world just go out of control like it has been to be in. You know, this world is not out of control. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is still in control. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for us. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Forever making intercession for us. Amen. He loves us. And he gives us every day. Exactly what we need. Amen. Sometimes, you know, you know, some of the greatest things in my life is just a friend to call me and say, Hey man, you were on my heart and I was wondering how in the world you're doing. Amen. Amen. Somebody was actually concerned and thinking about me. Amen. And wanted to call. Amen. God is so good. You may think at the job that you're in or where you are right now that you're not important. But you are. You are. You may be the key that's holding the business you work in together. You may be that you may be that person that's working at that business that people come by just to see you. Are you hear what I'm saying? To get a good encouraging word from you Amen. than sometime for the materials that they needed. 
I remember when we had the pantry next door, the food pantry. This guy would come and he'd, he'd come in to get his groceries and he'd say, I don't come for the groceries. I come for Miss Jan to pray with me. What? Every person that came by and we gave them food, Jan personally prayed over every person that was there. He said, I come for Miss Jan to pray for me. I came in early one morning to the pantry before I went to work at Paris Lumber to get some paperwork. There's an elderly black man there, and he said, he said, who are you? And I said, well, I come out to get some papers. He said, well, you need to put your name on this list here. And I said, well, who are you? He said, I work for Miss Jan. Of course, I didn't tell him I did too, you know. But, <laughs> but he said, I come here, and these people get to fussing and fighting over who's first, who's second. So I've got this pad, and everybody signed their name. And they go by that to get their food. I works for Miss Jan. And I said, sir, I'm Miss Jan's husband. He said, okay, sir, you can go on in. <laughs> but I mean, you, you never know who's protecting, who's looking over, who's trying to help you when you're doing a good work. And they see what you're doing and they want to support you. Not only was it good to be there to keep the people in line, you know, at that time in the morning, it was still nearly dark and he didn't like her being there by herself before it got dawn. See, God always has protection for us. So remember what Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. It be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God I was listening to a preacher the other day he was preaching about uh, he, he, he likes to go to when he's at the cemetery doing a, a funeral he likes to read the inscriptions that's on tombstones he said this one inscription said here lies Jesse Pease beneath the flowers and the trees Pease is no longer here, just his pod, for he has shelled out and gone to be with God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, I, I believe that one day we're either going to be raptured out of here. Amen. And if I'm passed, if I'm, if I'm, I'm or passed away and I'm in the ground, I'm going to come out of that ground first, and the, 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 the Christians are going to rise, they're going to be with Jesus in the air. It's going to be a great meeting. Amen. We need to be prepared today. Be prepared today. Present your body a living sacrifice. Amen. I don't want to go to a dead church. I know when we get to spring back to where we're supposed to be in this church, we're not going to be the same. Amen. Amen. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. I believe more people are going to get excited about what God and what God's done in their life. Yes. And begin to share how God was with them through all the things that went on and how He spared them. Amen. I can't count the number of times that I've been that just at the point of death and God was always there. I said, no, I'm not ready for him yet. Amen. He's still got to work. And was like, we'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work. Amen. Amen. Not be sitting under a, shade, under a shade tree hoping Jesus will come on and get us. That's not the way it works. Amen. We're to be so doing. Being what God wants us to be. Church, you're blessed. We're blessed to come together to have a, 
a, a young pastor like Jeff. I stand amazed at what God is doing in his life. I stand amazed at what God has done in his life. And I stand amazed at the word that's in him. If you have nothing else to pray about, pray that God would continue to give them the wisdom and the knowledge. See, he gets tired of telling me how much I love him. Now proud I am because I strut like a peacock, you know, when I, I get to listen to one of his sermons or be here because I know that what he brings you been bathed in prayer and time and study in the Word. Because he wants to present the Word of God that's real. A lot of people know about Jesus. But do you know Jesus? Have you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior? Are the words that you speak, are they edifying? Do they build up? Or do they tear down? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to build up the ministry. Amen. One of these days, it's not going to be real long, we're going to have a mantle passing ceremony. I hope that we can all be together then and we're going to have to wear these masks and things. We can come together. We're going to take the mantle of God. So at this point in time, God has given me the mantle to the church. I'm the pastor of the church. And I hope to pass that mantle down to my son. What do you mean the mantle? Well, now it's the anointing. But back then it was an actual mantle. But we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Let God work in our lives and do those things. A man kind of scolded my son a while back. He said, why did you say your church? And he said, my church. Let me ask you a question. Of those of you that go here, is this not your church? Is this church just not just as much Carolyn's as it is mine and Jan's and Jeff's? Brother and Sister Green, is this not your church? We can say my church because that's where we go, that's where we work, that's what we support, and that's what we believe. So I gladly say, not because I was instrumental in the, in the founding of this church or the founding pastor, Jan and I, but it is my church. Because it's got my, my, my blood, my sweat, and my tears in it. When we built this church, I worked at Paris Lumber and a part-time job. We held three ser- I preached three services a week. And we built the church. Amen. So I was instrumental in my part. You know, are we all being stewards over what's our part? Pray. If there's something you know that God's placed in your heart to do, you know it needs to be done, go to Pastor Jeff and say, Pastor Jeff, I really feel led that I should do this or that. And you'll pray about it together. And let God lead. Don't be conformed to the world. But be transformed. You may swing at the ball three times and not be a good hitter, but you can be the best pitcher. That is up to you. Would you just join me this morning as we pray? Father God, Oh, Lord, I thank you for giving me another opportunity to share your word. Father, I hope that what I have spoken was with clarity and sanity. That, God, that we'd understand that we, there's, a, there's a work for all of us to do. Amen. Amen. We're to be doing things in the world. We're to present ourselves a living sacrifice. 
not a murmur, complainer, or a whiner. Lord, I thank you for Donna Russell for what she's been through, God. You know, the four different surgeries she's been through, and God, she's here today. And as she's here today, she gave the devil the biggest black eye. Excuse me. She has given the devil the most bruised eye that can be given because she went against what everything else said, and she came to support her church, support her family. And that's what we all do when we come together with our presence here, with our tithes and our offering, Father God. We are, we are representing and presenting this church. Hold it except for you. Little family worship on 19th Street. A church that loves people and loves God. Father, if there's anyone here this morning that has not accepted you as Lord and Savior in their life, Lord, I pray that today, if, you, if you've not accepted Jesus, just in your heart today, say, Father God, I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in my life. I repent of my old life. I've made a mess of it. I don't know what to do. don't know how to do it. But I'm going to trust in you to show me that I accept you and the direction of the Holy Spirit to lead me in my life so that when that day comes to go to heaven, Father, I will go and not be caught on this world. I want to be a living sacrifice. Confess that with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, crucified on the cross, raised from the dead, set at the right hand of the Father, forever making intercession for you, and you shall be saved. That's the promise of God. So, Father, today, I thank you for those that are here. If there's any here sick today or afflicted in their body, I pray that you'd touch them. I pray that you'd touch Donna. Continue to bless her in the healing of this hip. Touch Danny Bramlett, my friend. God, he's struggled with his back. Lord, and I pray that you just supernaturally lay your hand upon him and give him the things that he needs in his life. For each and every person that's here that's struggling for Carolyn and she has problems with her body, Miss, Miss Betty, Lord, all of us that have different things in our, in our life, Lord, we lift them up to you today. We thank you for it. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for coming.